0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. My Bible tells me where the word of a king is, there is power. We had Bible study in Fallon last night. We started talking about the days of creation. And, you know, it always, it's always there. You always find some good stuff in there. But the Bible says in verse number three that God said, let there be light. And you know what happened? Light obeyed at the speed of light. But you don't see that the sun or the moon or the stars is even created until about 10 verses later. 11, 10, 11 verses later. I want you to know how powerful God's word is. When God speaks, it happens. It doesn't matter what's going on. When God speaks, immediately light obeys. You might be sick in your body, but I want you to know when God speaks, there's healing. Well, there's no, there's no there's no, pill, there's no patch, there's no this, there's no that. I want you to know God doesn't need any of that. He's God all by himself. Oh, somebody praise him and give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. We're going to continue our Bible study here tonight. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 46. Amen. Again, it's so good to see all of our guests and all of our visitors in the house of God here tonight. Amen. We hope that you are blessed, amen, by the worship and by the word. We'd love to have you back here on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Amen. Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 46. Jesus is talking and he said, speaking of one group. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. And these, speaking of one group, shall go into everlasting punishment, but another group, the righteous, they shall go into life eternal. And I want to teach to us for a few moments on this subject, eternity, eternity. Would you set down your Bibles and let's, Lift up our hands and let's pray all across the building. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me here today? Oh, Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for everybody that is coming to this building. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint me to speak the word in love, God, and also speak the truth in love, God. pray that you would touch this word, that it would be a blessing, that it would be an encouragement to somebody Amen. To serve you for all of eternity, God. Because that's what it all comes down to and what it all boils down to. Hallelujah. We'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. One more time, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell him God bless you and you can be seated. Amen. Eternity. We've spent the last several weeks talking about the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And in those principles that you can find in Hebrews chapter 6, you will find that it talks about repentance, faith towards God, baptisms, laying on of hands. Talks about uh, It talks about eternal judgment, which is what we talked about last week. John chapter 5 and verse number 29, if I can get that up. That's what we spent last week talking about, is the fact that from a biblical standpoint, there will come a day of judgment for everybody. But I want to help uh, distinguish what we say when we say judgment. Uh, The Bible says in John 5 and 29, And shall come forth they that have done good. He's talking about there will be a resurrection. And those that are in graves, those that are dead, they're going to come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. These are these are the only two options in the Bible. There are no other options. There's no well. I just feel like staying in limbo. Uh, we we don't we don't believe that. We don't see that anywhere in the Bible. But when God comes to judge the quick or the alive and the dead at His appearing. He's going to bring people forth, and He is going to resurrect them. And and there's, not, there's going to be, for those that have done good or those that have been righteous, there is going to be a resurrection of life. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a good thing. But also, on the flip side, there are going to be those that have done evil, those that have not, amen, gone through the biblical mode of salvation, which is repentance, amen, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ which is immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or washing away of those sins and these are people that have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost amen these are people that 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 we've we've all done evil if you will we've all sinned the Bible says and come short of the glory of God but these are going to be those that have not gotten that taken care of amen and so there will be a day of judgment And the Bible even says that all of our works are going to be judged. The Bible even goes as far as to say every idle word will be judged. Everybody's going to have to give an account. And the Bible says that the books are going to be open. God's going to look through everybody's life. There's going to be a record in front of him. This is an all-knowing God. There's nothing that will be hid from the presence of God. There's nobody that can say, well, good thing I tucked that sin away. Uh, There's nothing that's going to be hid from God. He will see it. All things will be opened. Amen. And he will open those books. He will read through them. He will judge us out of those books. But there's one more book he's going to open, and that's the book of life. And he's going to look in that final book, and he's going to look for a name to see if your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And that's where judgment comes in. Amen. But when we talk about eternity talked about judgment. We know now just from this that there is going to be, amen, there's going to be what I'm going to just call it this way. There's a heaven and there's a hell. Amen. We can get into all the technicalities of that, but there is a heaven and there is a hell. And there will be a judgment passed on all men, and it will either be heaven or it will be hell. There will be no in-between. And these are times, if you will, we will spend what we call eternity. Eternity in heaven or eternity in hell but what is eternity brother webster defines eternity as infinite or unending time a state in which time has no application its timelessness in 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 our theological terms what we would say is it is endless life after death to be honest mankind is is incapable of fully comprehending this concept we call eternity. I-, I won't even be able to scratch the surface here today. There's just no way to do it. Uh, mankind doesn't, we just don't have the mental capacity, amen, to understand this concept of eternity or to understand timelessness or to understand infinity. We don't, our brains don't have that kind of capacity. Uh, we would read in the Bible and we would see that it says in the very first verse, in the beginning of god you 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 must understand something about god god is eternal god is the one that lives outside of the confines of time it, it is something that god understands but we we can't wrap our brains around something that was here before time existed when it says the beginning it is referring to our first comprehension of time when we say in the beginning that's not saying that that was god's beginning God is God is not one that has a beginning. Jesus uh, would later say this in Revelations, I'm, I am the beginning and the end. Uh, it's not that God has a starting point because if God had a starting point, he would have an ending point. But God doesn't have a start. He doesn't have a finish. God is outside of time. And so when we think of eternity, when we think of timelessness, when we think of, of eternal things, the only way we can wrap our brain around it is to understand that it is Something that God would dwell in. Amen. When we think of science or scientists, they, they are trying their best to carbon date the earth. They're trying to carbon date rocks. They want to find out how old it is. They are doing their best to try to calculate or quantify time. They are ultimately trying their best with every bit of intellect to understand eternity. They are trying to understand, if I could put it this way, a place without time, but they can't, and the only way we can put it this way, and it may not ever be comprehended, eternity is forever. Amen. We've all got a start date. We all understand that, that, that it's appointed man once to die, and after that, the judgment. We all understand that people are born, and people are die, but, but there's this 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 part that everybody's interested in that they want to try to figure out whether you're a, a scientist or you're an atheist or whether you're an apostolic person what happens after death what comes after this final point or is it what the atheist would say that you just cease to exist that because there is no thought there is no you is that what it is or is it truly what the bible says that that after you die, there is a time of judgment, and it is at that judgment there is a determination over your life where you will go. We believe the Bible. Matthew chapter twenty five and verse forty one. I want to talk about these two options of where you'll where you can spend eternity. And I don't want to be a, a drag on anybody. I, I promise this is going to be the last uh, sermon or or teaching for a little while on these two subjects. Amen. of eternal judgment and right here but but i think it's important for everybody to sit back and take a moment and truly try to comprehend where do i want to spend eternity when time is done and time is no more and i leave this place called time and i step into a place called eternity where do i want to be jesus is talking and jesus says this in matthew 25 and 41 Then shall he say unto them that are on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, or eternity of fire, eternal fire. No ceasing from the pain, no ceasing from the torment. Prepared, I want you to notice this, prepared for the devil and his angels. I want you to know where hell was originally drummed up up in the mind of God. It was not made or created for you or I. It was not something God said, I can't wait to make some people suffer. I don't think that that's the right representation of God. God had an understanding that I'm going to give mankind choice and they will make their decision. And that decision and those decisions they make will determine their eternity. But I, I, I want them to know something about me. Amen. Something about the nature of God. When God created this everlasting fire or what we have come to know as hell, the Bible says that he prepared it for the devil and his angels. There's not one person under the sound of my voice that has to go there. It was not created for you unlike some of the Calvinists would have you believe. The predestination believers would have you believe that that this one's saved and that one's lost and this one's saved and that one's lost and, and you, uh, heaven's for you and hell's for you. But I want you to know everybody has the same opportunity and everybody has the free will and everybody has the free choice to say, I don't want to go to the lake of fire. I want to go to heaven where Jesus is. Why don't you lift up your hands and talk to him for just a moment. Come on, hell was not created for you. It was not prepared for you. It's not a place that God prepared for you. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. Man, that's, that's an option of eternity, but that's not what God created for you and I. That was not the intent. Revelations chapter 20 and verse number 10. this is where we see the culmination. John is looking and he's seeing what we call the, revel- the book of revelations or the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he is getting to see the future events. And, and there's a lot of speculation on all of these. But, but here John gets to see something that no human eye has beheld. He's getting to see the end of the book. So if the devil ever starts messing with you, just open this up and show him the end of the book. Uh, amen. You just, you just open it up and say I know how this thing ends. And it doesn't end well for you. Amen. Uh, I still got hope, and I still got breath in my body, and I still got life, and I still got a chance, but it's already settled this was prepared for you. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. There's some people that have, there's, there's a certain group that will knock doors, and they will tell you, well, the word hell in the New Testament, it's, it's sheol, which means the grave. And that is accurate. That is right. Uh, but i just turn to this verse and say well how do you interpret lake of fire well in this modern terminology we have utilized the term hell when you say hell everybody knows uh, what you're referring to they don't think you're talking about the grave if we were to say grave we would just say grave we'd say tombstone we just uh, but 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 if we say hell we we understand what we're talking about and 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 when the bible says hell uh, it, it's 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 actually sheol which means grave and that'll that'll put a whole different perspective on the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church in other words, the gates of the grave shall not prevail against the church. In other words, you can die, but if you have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, that grave can't hold you down. Amen. It cannot prevail. But in this, there's, there's no way of looking at this when, when Jesus talks about eternal fire. There's no other way of looking at this. This is the judgment that was spoken of. Amen. And the devil that deceived him was cast to the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet are, because that's what it was created for, and shall be tormented. So in this place called hell or lake of fire, whatever you want to call it, there is tormenting day and night forever and ever. It is eternity of torment. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whom the face of the earth and heaven fled away. There was, no, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. We talked about this last week. And the books were open, And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell, again, we notice that hell, death and the grave, if you will, were delivered up, uh, delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire so if some people say well all, all i'm going to do is die and all i'm going to do is go into sheol or the grave i want you to know where that grave ends up it ends up in the lake of fire this is the bible says the second death can i talk to somebody for just a moment about being born again amen you you either are born once and you die twice or you're born twice and you die once hallelujah There's got to be a second birth because there is a second death. The Bible says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I want to tell you how important it is to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's when your name gets written down. Amen. That's where you get your birth certificate. Amen. That's where your name gets written in the blood of Jesus in the Lamb's book of life. It's important for those that would say it's no big deal whether you go down in water in Jesus' name or not or whether you repent, it's not a big deal. I want to tell you it's a very big deal. It's an eternal deal. Amen. If they're not found written in the book of life, they're cast in the lake of fire. Revelations 21 and 8 defines this a little more in depth. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable we could break every last one of these down. I mean, there's a lot the Bible has to say about that, but I, that's not all I came here to talk about. And murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars those that make a lie, tell a lie, live a lie, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That is eternal judgment called hell the lake of fire it is it is eternal judgment for those that we would call wicked revelations 21 and 27 this is reiterated multiple times to john now he's seeing heaven and the bible is giving clarification and there shall in no wise enter into it speaking of heaven speaking into the new jerusalem which we're going to talk about here in just a moment There shall in no wise enter anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. I hope that's getting through to somebody. you got to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing that defiles, nothing that is against the word of God is going to be allowed on the other side in eternity with God. Amen. None of those things are going to be allowed. Let me just put it this way. Uh, for people that are struggling. Well, you know, I don't know if I want to be, I don't know if I want to get in church yet because I don't want to give up smoking. I don't know if I want to be in church yet because I don't want to stop drinking. it. And a lot of times people don't want to live for God because they think of all the things they can't do. That's just like the devil in Genesis chapter 3. He says, you know, you can't eat anything around here. And he took the positive. God had put it this way. You can eat everything but that. And the devil will take a positive and turn it into a negative. And, and, and there, there's people that have been lied to by the devil, and they say, Well, I don't, wanna, I don't know if I'm ready for, for a relationship with God because I got to give up this and I got to give up that. And I got to, I want to tell you the truth. Uh, amen. Whether in heaven or in hell, you're going to have to give it up, anyways. Can I tell you, there's no parties in hell. I'm going to help somebody. There's no smoking marijuana. There's no crack. There's no meth in hell. There, there is, there is none of these abominable things that we know are not right in hell. You're going to have to give it up one way or another. It won't be in heaven, and it won't be in hell. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray right now. If I were you, I'd make a decision right now. I'm just gonna get it taken care of and get it under the blood. I don't wanna I don't wanna to have to give it up in a lake of fire. I I wanna just, you know, I just want to get it taken care of so I can spend eternity with God. Oh, let's pray for just a moment. I want you to know that heaven that that, that hell is real, that that hell is hot, there is a lake of fire, there is eternal torment, there's a lot of things that, that are not, not something you want to go through. And I, I've got to tell you the truth as, as a preacher, and i got to do it in love. This is not a place that was created for you. You don't, you don't have to go there. There is, there is no biblical thing that says because your daddy was an alcoholic, you got to go to hell. You weren't raised in the right environment, so therefore you got to be judged by God forever. And, and you're just, there, there, is, there is no thing that says you were just born and you're going to go straight to hell because you were born on this earth. I want to tell you, there's hope for everybody. Jude chapter 1 and verse 5. We also see something very similar to this in Peter. When, it, when when the Bible talks about the days of Noah, it talks about that the ark was preparing. There's a whole lot of people that it was. Jesus would put it this way. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, it was pure wickedness. So shall it be when God comes back. Amen. There were people giving themselves over to all sorts of debauchery. They were giving themselves over to all sorts of things, and they saw nothing wrong with it. But here's, here's the clincher. They were just like it was in the days of Noah. He was, a Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. And he was warning them of the judgment that was to come. He was warning them of, 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 of what I'm teaching about here tonight. Of an eternity without God. And they mocked him and they laughed at him. And they said, we've never seen it rain. Because you've never seen something doesn't mean it's, it's not going to happen. Amen. Because as it was in the days of Noah rain started falling and all of a sudden people started scrambling for the boat but the bible says god had closed the door when god closes the door there's gonna be no more hope but i want you to know the door is open right now the door is open right now as it was in the days of lot the angels showed up and said come with me we got to get you out of here and his own his own children mocked him and laughed at him and said we're not getting out of here you can't let anybody stop you from getting into heaven you can't let your family, you can't let your spouse, you can't let your friends, nobody, nobody. And, 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 and they mocked him, they laughed, and sure enough, the angels got him out of there, and fire and brimstone started falling. And then we see right here in Jude chapter 1 and 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. There's a lot there we aren't going to get into here tonight. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness under, ju- under the judgment of that great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are, are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. He's saying there. There's an example being given for those saying, it's, uh, I'm not going to be judged. Uh, You know, there's people say, only God can judge me, but they don't actually believe God will. Man, what they're really saying is, leave me alone and let me sin. And we don't want to speak, we don't want to speak hatred over anybody. We don't want to, we don't want to, we're not here to, we're not here to pick it and throw stones at nobody. But I want people to know that there is a judgment day that's coming. There is a judgment day that's coming, but there is hope right now. We got to let people know of the hope. Amen. In fact, Romans chapter 5 and verse 20. So there is a place called hell or the eternal fire or lake of fire, whatever you want to call it. Amen. We just call it hell to make it, to make more sense for people in this generation. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. The Bible says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, or uh, as, as, as it would be translated, superabounded. Amen. When when sin abounded, grace superabounded. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I want you to know that because of sin, we have found ourselves in a position where we will be judged by God and it will not go well for us. And sin abounds all across our world, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. There's debauchery. There is, there is There is. all. You just name it. You can flip on a channel. You can, I don't suggest it, but you can turn on Netflix or Hulu and you can find all sorts of junk. Get on your phone. You can get on the Internet and find whatever you want to find, all sorts of debauchery. But I want you to know that sin is abounding, but grace is much more abounding. Amen. Sin is taking people down, 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 down. Sin is leading people straight into the lake of fire. But there is something known as grace. And the grace of God is standing there. And it is trying to hold back, amen, people from making decisions that will ultimately lead them into an eternity without Him. Amen. Romans 6 and 22. But now being made free from sin... And become servants to God. You have your fruit unto holiness. And the end everlasting life. For the wages or the payment of sin is death. That was what we deserved. If anybody thinks, well, I deserve heaven just because I'm a good person. I want you to know what every last one of us deserves. We do deserve punishment. We do deserve. We have, we have, we have disrupted or we have, we have offended the holiness and the righteousness of God. Amen. In every time we sin. Amen. But, but the Bible says the wages or the payment of sin is death. But the gift of God, this is through the grace that was superabounding, the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. We deserve, amen, to go into everlasting or eternal fire. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ Christ our Lord. Can I tell you, we deserve eternal judgment and penalty. We deserve eternal fire. We deserve to be in that lake of fire. Amen. Because every one of us is offended. Amen. The very nature of God's holiness. But Jesus Christ came. He robed himself in flesh and he died for each one of us. Amen. That where sin was abounding and it was growing, grace came in and said, no, 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 no. I'm going to cover them in mercy. I'm going to cover them in grace. I'm going to cover them in sacrifice. Oh, Somebody lift up your hands. Let's thank him for that. I want to tell you, there is hope through Jesus Christ. There is payment from your sins. Amen. Through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. There is everlasting life where there should have been everlasting and eternal fire. There is hope where there was no hope. And it's through Jesus Christ. Amen. We all deserve eternal fire. That is what judgment we deserved. But Jesus Christ showed up and he changed everything. John chapter 3 and verse 5, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can't go into eternity, amen, with God in the kingdom of God. You can't, you can't enter into heaven if you've not been born of the water and of the spirit. That's, that's, that's not my words. That's Jesus' words. That's not my opinion. That is Jesus' words. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. But if you do, there's a lot of people that if you ask them how they're saved, they would quote John 3.16, but they skip the first 15 verses. But when you understand what Jesus is saying, a man's got to be born of the water and of the Spirit to enter or to see the kingdom of God. Then it makes a whole lot more sense by the time you get to John chapter 3 verse 15. That whosoever believeth in him. We've already talked about that before. What is belief? Belief is action. I mean it's not just well I, I have a mental assent. No. I believe him. I believe what he just said. I got to be born of the water and of the spirit. That, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Because of those that don't believe in him are going to perish. Those that don't believe that Jesus is the only way, they will perish. There's not more than one way. Those that would say, well, I don't really need to be baptized. I don't really need to go to church. I don't really need to serve God. Those that don't believe in God won't do that because they don't believe it. But those that believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The beauty of that verse, amen, is the fact that God so loved us, amen, that, that hell, hell was not created for you anyways, and, and, and God recognized that by his own law you would be judged by his own law, that there would be an eternal punishment by his own law, so God made sure that there was a payment for your sin. Amen. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no washing away. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And so God made it up in his mind, I'm going to become the very sacrifice they need. I want to tell you about the love of God for a moment. The love of God doesn't just sit up in heaven like some agnostic would believe. That he doesn't really care. He's not interested in you. God saw exactly what sin was doing to us. And God didn't like it. And God was not satisfied with it. He recognized that if I don't do something about this, I've got to punish them. And so God didn't send somebody else. God came down himself. God robed himself in flesh. God died on the cross. He was buried. And three days later, he got up so you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Oh, somebody praise him. If there's no other reason to shout, for God so loved the world. So God so loved you. So God so loved me. Oh, somebody praise him. I feel it. Oh, come on. Let's just take him on. I know it's Bible study. But somebody go ahead and worship him. For God so loved you. God so loved your family. God so loved your kids. God so, oh, come on. God so loved that he gave. He didn't leave you in that position. He said, I'll get you out of that position. Oh, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. So God so loved the world that he did something about this. I don't want to see them condemned that they should not perish. Everything God does in our lives is that we should not perish. God's not looking for reasons to throw people into hell. God's not just got a gavel over your life. I'm going to get you. You know, I know that's how some people view God. They view him as some abusive father that's just looking for every opportunity to whoop up on you. God's not that way. God, the Bible says God is love. Everything he does, his very essence is love. It also says he's holy, though. So there, there is a balance there. God's got to be a judge, but he's also merciful. Amen. And so God is not looking for every reason to thump you. God is not looking for a reason to cast you. You're not, he's not dangling you over the fires of hell looking, oh, can I just let go? No, he's saying uh, you're about to go into that uh, and I'm going to reach down my loving arms and I'm going to pull you out of that. Amen. Mark chapter 9 and verse 43. How serious is eternity? Some would say it's not that big of a deal. It's not a reality. Many people may not even believe in it. But Mark chapter 9, verse 43, I want to tell you how Jesus, how Jesus talks about eternity. And if your hand offends you, cut it off. For it's better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. He's saying if your hand will keep you out of heaven, if your hand will keep you, I, and he's not saying that you need to go home, and I know there's people that have misunderstood a lot of things that Jesus said. Uh, he, he's saying that if it came down to it, you had to get rid of your hand, you better get rid of your hand. That's that's how serious God views eternity. Amen. But but there's there's a whole lot of other things that probably need to go before you start cutting off your hand. Amen. But he continues on. If your foot offends you, cut it off. Because it's better to enter into life halt than having two feet and be cast into the hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm dieth not and their fire is not quenched. Continuing on. If your eye offends you, Pluck it out for it's better to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire where their worm dieth not and their fire is not quenched. What is Jesus saying? Eternity is a really big deal. Eternity. We would call it ultimate concern. There is nothing more important. Who you marry doesn't matter compared to this how much money you got or don't got in your bank account does not matter to this. This is the number one most important thing. And Jesus is saying, I don't care if it's your hand, your foot, or your eye. If it is going to keep you out of eternal life and it's going to put you straight into eternal fire, you got to cut it off. you got to cut it out. you got to get rid of it. I'm tell- Let me just preach to my generation for a moment. If Instagram and Facebook's going to keep you out of heaven cut it out, throw it away, delete it off your phone. If DMs are going to keep you out of heaven, get rid of them. If friendships and other people are going to keep you out of heaven, you'd be a lot better off entering into life eternal everlasting life uh, entering into eternity with God without that friend than to to hold that friend by the hand uh, straight on your way to a lake of eternal fire can I preach to this generation there is nothing more important uh, than spending your eternity uh, with God uh, and anything that's got to go it doesn't matter what it is throw it out uh, cut it off it might hurt now but it won't hurt later oh somebody pray I didn't come to preach tonight, but I'm telling you, there's some folks, there's some things that got to go. There's some ideologies that got to go, mentalities that got to go, activities that got to go, relationships that got to go. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Come on. Jesus is saying you got to cut it out. You got to cut it off. You got to get rid of it because you got to make it to eternal life. Oh, somebody pray. Lift up your hands and pray all across the building. Come on, in light of eternity, uh, amen, those things you're holding on to don't mean nothing. Uh, the people you're holding on to don't mean a thing. Uh, you go ahead and say, I've got to live for God. If they're hindering you from living for God, uh, you've got to get rid of it. Uh, you've got to get rid of that idea. Uh, you've got to throw it out. Uh, oh, somebody pray. Come on, let's pray. I'm reaching for somebody right now. There is nothing worth missing heaven over. Uh, there is nothing worth missing your eternity with God over. Uh, you could you got to cut it out. You got to throw it away. Whatever it is, uh, get it on the altar and lay it before God. Just do it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Eternity's a big deal. Pride is not worth going to hell over. It's not worth it. There's, There's nothing worth going to hell over. With so great a gift of salvation that Jesus Christ has bought with His own blood on Calvary. There is nothing, there is nothing worth missing heaven over. Amen. I want to talk for just the last little bit, I want to talk about heaven. Amen. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31, this is the, the counterpart or the finishing part of, of some of the verses we read when we talked about hell. Jesus is talking. The Bible says, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, because there is coming today, God's going to part them clouds. And He shall sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall, shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Jesus would later talk about uh, the wheats and the tares. Sometimes they grow together and you can't tell the difference. And, and he says that there's going to come a day of separation. And he divides the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. And the king shall say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I want you to notice the difference. He tells those on the left, you're going to go into the eternal fire, which was prepared for the devil and all of his angels. But when he speaks to those that are on his right hand, those that have lived for him, those that have served him, he says, come in you that are blessed. Inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Of the world, can I tell you here today that there was something prepared for you and I? Amen. All we have to do is accept this so great gift of salvation that God has gotten for us. Uh, there is something that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Uh, it's a lake of fire. It's eternal. It's it's nothing you want to go to. But there was a kingdom. There is a blessing that was prepared for you and I. Amen. John chapter fourteen, verses one through six. Come and do a close here. John 14, 1 through 6. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. We don't got time to talk about that, but I want to know how big His house is to fit some mansions. Amen. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. If this wasn't a reality, the Bible says it's impossible that God should lie. For God is not a man that he should lie. God doesn't just speak words. Amen. He sends forth his word and accomplishes that which he had sent it to do. Amen. When God said it, that means it's true. That means it's a reality. That means we can believe it. Amen. And he says that in my father's house, there's many mansions. It's a fact. You can hold on to it amen I go to prepare he said if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare again there's that preparation happening I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am that's the biggest part of eternity you don't want to miss right there that where I am there you may be also and whether I go you know and you the way you know but I want you to notice where Thomas was Thomas said he's hearing about mansion. Is he hearing about this place Jesus is preparing. And, and Jesus says, the way you know. You know the way. And Thomas saith to him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus answers that question. How do, you, how do you get to that mansion? How do you get to that place that God has prepared for you? How do you get from earth all the way to heaven? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh to the father but by me you want to spend eternity in heaven with god i want you to know there's no other way than to go through jesus there is not more than one way to be saved there's only one lord one faith one baptism We've been teaching on doctrine for about nine months, and I want you to know it's, it's got to get so deep in our bloodstream. Huh? Amen. It doesn't matter if somebody tells you there's a slicker, quicker way. There is no other way than repenting of your sins, being baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, and walking with God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and worship Him. We understand some things about heaven. He said that, that, that this place is a place that Jesus is preparing. It's being prepared for us. And he said, I'm going to come again. You better believe God's going to come again. Why? So he can take you to that place. Amen. And, 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 and this is the number one thing that if we don't get anything else out of this lesson I want us to get. He said that where I am, there you may also be. I want to tell you about eternity. We could talk about hell. We could talk about torment. We could talk about fire. We could talk about all these, all these terrible, terrible things. And, and there's some people that would come to church and live for God simply out of fear because they don't want to burn in a lake of fire. That's that's where some people, that might have been where your conversion happened. Some preacher got up and preached it straight, and it scared you straight. And, And you think, well, I don't want to go to the lake of fire, and I hope you did understand that part of this lesson. Nobody needs to go there, and nobody should want to go there. But if there's nothing else we can get from eternity, it's the fact that Jesus has prepared a place for us. Amen. And he said that where I am, there you might also be. I'm telling you this is this this is this is this right here scary territory. Can I just step up my notes for a moment and talk to somebody? Hey Amen. There's some people that want to go to heaven so they miss hell, but but they're not so certain on whether they want to go and spend time with him. Now, you, you, let, let hear me out for a moment. That's the, the reason this is is and you can tell because there's people that I want to go to heaven, but I don't know if I want to pray here on earth. I'm not so certain I want to worship here on earth. Can I help you? Everything we're doing in church and everything we're doing on earth, we're just preparing ourselves. When we lift our hands in worship, we're just preparing ourselves. When we stand before the great I am, when we stand before Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, when we are worshiping right here, we're just making ourselves ready. When we pray, when we talk to him, we're saying, I want to spend my life with you so I can spend my eternity with you. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's stand all across the building. Let's pray. Oh, come on, let's pray. Come on, you want to be saved, not so you can miss hell, but you want to be saved because I'm telling you, you don't want to miss eternity with Jesus. You don't want to miss eternity with the greatest gift. You don't want to miss eternity with God Almighty. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. I just tell you about heaven for a moment but as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him you don't even you can't even comprehend neither can I it's never been seen it's never been heard it hasn't even entered into our minds or our hearts we can't even imagine the things God's prepared for those that love him I want you to know it, it will blow your mind when you enter heaven. It's going to blow every last one of our minds. We're going we're gonna to think, man, when I get, you know, there's a lot of people say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk with Peter. Man, I'm going to talk with Paul. Man, I'm going to see Grandma. I'm going to tell you the truth. That that maybe I hope, that maybe that will happen. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk with some of these elders. Maybe that will happen. But the truth is, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I'm going to step foot in heaven, and I'm, I'm going to be speechless. Because all the things God has prepared for those that love him are going to blow our minds. 1 John chapter 2 and 25. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. When Jesus died and rose again, when he filled him with the Holy Ghost, he made a promise. Amen. Eternal life. Revelations 21. I'm just gonna read just a few verses and we're done. Verses 1. This is after all the things that false beast is thrown in that lake of fire. The end is not there. That's not where we end right there, folks. Then John sees this, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle or the dwelling place of God is with men no more do you have to pray through a glass darkly as Paul would say no more do you have to try to to just pray and hope God's listening now the, the very presence of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. That is the, if no other reason to go to heaven, that's one right there. You're gonna be with God. God Himself is gonna be, and He's gonna tabernacle Himself with us. But here you go, for all those that have suffered here on earth. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these, things, these words are true and faithful. He said, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God he will be my son we could talk about a lot of things in heaven the Bible says there's a crystal sea Bible says there's streets of gold just got to read through that chapter a little further but you know all that really means the things we work for so hard down here they're just cobblestone streets for God it will it will not even be anything in comparison to when we see him face to face when you see him face to face And you want to think about all the trouble you had to go through here on earth. And all the sorrow and all the pain. I want you to know, you'll see him. And when he sees you, he'll see the tears in your eyes. He'll see the suffering and the pain. And there will come a day, I want to tell you about this eternity with God. There's no torment, there's no suffering, there's no pain. It's in the presence of God, and he shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. There's no more death, there's no more pain, there's no more suffering for eternity with God. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray all across the building. I'm done teaching. Lift up your voice and pray. God was telling John, I'll give freely of the water of life. You let them know when you get done with this vision. I'll, I'll give them the water of life freely. I'll, I'll give them eternal life freely. It's a free gift. They can have what you're seeing, John. Oh, somebody pray. I think right now would be a great opportunity if everybody would empty out their seats and come here to the front. Don't worry about anybody else. Just make your way to the front. We're going to have a time of prayer here at this altar. There might be some people here tonight that you heard. I I, I, I don't want to go to hell. And there's some folks that might have grasped the hold of it. I want to go to heaven. If I can't get anything else, I hope you don't want to go to hell. I hope nobody wants to go to hell, but I hope uh, there's some people that tonight you grasp a hold uh, and say, I want to go to heaven. Uh, There's just nothing like somebody's desire uh, to live for God. Uh, I I want you to grab a hold of it. Uh, The Bible says grab a hold of eternal life. I want us to come and pray. Tonight, I want some folks, if you got to lay some things aside. If you got to cut some things out of your life, if you got to renew your commitments to God, this ain't about anything else. This is about spending eternity with God. It's not about this person, that person. It's not about what you've been through, you've going through right now. This is about spending eternity with God. Tonight, make your declarations. Make your commitments. Make your prayers known and say, God, I want to spend eternity with you. If you got to make things right in this altar, make things right with God.
1: Come on, that's it.
0: Come on, that's it. I feel the Holy Ghost moving through this building. There are people that are making their mind up. I want to live for God. I want to live for God. Because if I live for God, I get to spend How eternity with God. Did
1: that grace appear, the hour I first believed. my chain
0: The Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody right
1: now. I've been
0: Make your declarations.
1: My God, Make my your vows, God. I want to serve me you, me you for eternity.
0: that's it. Somebody lift up your
1: hands. Come on, he's released your chains. No longer bound by sin and
0: shame and guilt.
1: That abounding grace.
0: That abounding grace. It's in this building right now. Church, let's pray. I feel the grace of God in this house. Come on, I feel the grace of God. I feel the loving arms of God in this building. I want to spend eternity with you, God. I want to spend eternity with you, God. I want to worship you forever. Come on, that's it. I feel it. I want to spend eternity forever with you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's such a powerful powerful presence of God there's an abounding grace in this building can I just speak to somebody for a moment it doesn't matter what you're struggling with there is grace to cover it. there is blood and there is mercy to wash it all away doesn't matter if you feel like you can't go on. I want to tell you, there is a grace that will keep you going. There is a grace in this building here today. I feel him. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto Eternal life. We got to pray in the Holy Ghost and build up our faith and keep our eyes fixated on eternal life. And when we do that, this is what happens. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. When we pray in the Holy Ghost church, we're not worried about anything else. We've got one goal in mind that we could lay hold on eternal life and that we could grab somebody by the hand and help them grab hold of eternal life. But I also want to help somebody here tonight. Now unto Him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. The same grace that saves you is the same grace that will keep you the very blood of Jesus that washed over all your sins, the very blood of Jesus that will that will lead you all the way to the throne of God with exceeding great joy. Church, let's pray one more time all across the building. I feel the grace of God in this house. We have been praying in the Holy Ghost. Lord, fixate our eyes on eternity with you, eternal life. God, and when we have our eyes on eternal life, give us compassion for others and keep us from falling as we help them lay hold on eternal life come on i feel the holy ghost somebody just pray and let it loose